Listening to the Coffee Podcast, Sips with Celebs, with WWE superstar Cesaro. When I say the word wrestling, what first comes to your mind? It's not coffee, is it? I didn't think so. Unless, of course, you wrestled your friend or partner this morning over the last drop of coffee, of course. In this episode, we sit and sip with WWE superstar Cesaro. That's World Wrestling Entertainment for those unfamiliar. This episode will require your participation, so keep an ear out for that. By the way, part of being a professional wrestler involves a grand ring entrance. I don't have anything too grand, but I'll introduce this conversation with a match bell, because why not? I feel it's appropriate. I paid a little bit of attention to your Instagram and it looks like you like puns. Like puns are your thing. I do. Do you do you do you have, do you have one ready for us? I it just doesn't feel right if if, it, if we don't open. Okay, up so one. I'll just open with the with the, the last one I saw, and it's a, it's kind of coffee related because I actually went to a, a new coffee place that just opened up here. It's called Coffee Karma. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a menu. You just you just get what you deserve. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel now that we've done this properly. It appears you've had a great interest in coffee for a while. Where does that coffee story begin? Well, so when I think back of the first time I tasted coffee, it was probably when I was a, a kid. And like, I mean, a little kid. And that just sounds horrible. But, you know, when you're like, when you're like mom is having coffee and it just smells really good and you immediately want mm-hmm. some too. And then it's like, no, you, you cannot have coffee because you're too small so my mom would like yeah. steam milk and just like you know have a cup milk and put a little bit of drops mm-hmm. of coffee in there so i'll have you know a little bit of the taste so I, I, wow. I do remember that but then i didn't drink coffee till i was 27 years old okay and i have a yeah. bunch of friends that um were 27 as well when they started drinking coffee on a, a yeah. really, on a regular basis so we kind of joke around that 27 is the age where you start really appreciating coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the age of coffee accountability. You need to start drinking in 27. Yes. So what do you think the reason was behind that? Why did you Why did you wait that long? It's weird because when I moved to the United States, in Europe, we kind of drink coffee as like a dessert, you know, like you have like an, an espresso after your meal or something as a palate cleanser and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I never really did that because I didn't really enjoy it when I was younger. And then... When I came to the States, the coffee culture over here is completely different, you know? It was it's more just kind of like, you know, you get that like um the brewed coffee at the gas station in the glass pot, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. And that to me, like that <laughs> yeah. wasn't very appealing either. Until it was actually in Japan and I was really tired and I just needed to pick me up and I didn't have any energy drink or anything. So I started drinking coffee there and it was like Insta Coffee. And then Oh yeah. Um it was like the Nest you know, like the Nespresso Insta Coffee thing. And I was like, I'll just mm-hmm. put as many as I can in there. Not realizing that that just <laughs> fortifies the taste, not necessarily the caffeine. Yeah. But in Japan they have those vending machines and they have like uh, little um, cans of coffee and not just cold but they have hot vending machines where you can get hot coffee yeah, I've too. heard this and like yeah every different coffee that you can imagine coffee with milk with like cream black like just everything um so it kind of started there and then because i, I wrestle i kind of look at my appearance and them on a diet and then i was like okay uh, but when i travel i would still like to experience the local specialties or a little bit of the culture mm-hmm. and 
I felt that coffee was like the perfect way to do so because I can try whatever coffee I want. doesn't really conflict with my diet. And then over the years when I got to travel with WWE, especially that's when I started opening the Instagram because it was just so cool to see the world in a different light because, you know, you kind of... we, we only see airports, arenas, and hotels is always the joke. But if you go to a, to, a, to a coffee spot, like you see the town, you see the city, you see how people yeah. like live. Yeah. Um, and uh, me and my friends just became like a thing. And, and of course, then I started loving coffee and like the small batch coffee roasters uh, started becoming more popular, kind of like the third wave of coffee after the yeah. Starbucks, you know, um, uh, in, in the US and Europe and everywhere. And it, and it was great to see, you know. Interesting how you mentioned that going to a cafe is kind of getting a taste of the culture, the local culture. And that's, I've always thought that was true, but you put that um, in such a such a succinct way. I, I think that's a really important thing that's kind of been missing during COVID, you know, because everything's been closed down and it's a lot harder to get that engagement uh, and that experience now. But hopefully that will return once COVID has kind of subsided more. You open your Instagram account. Claudius Cafe on Instagram. It's uh, very little pictures of me. I try to not be in it at all because I want it to be all about yeah. the coffee uh, because that's Cool. To me, it was like I wanted to highlight the coffee shops that I'm that I'm going to, and like you said, it's kind of it's what's kind of missing in in those in, in especially the last year. Uh, just yeah. going to a shop, and even if you're just there by yourself, you know, you just sit there, you drink your coffee, and and you just enjoy life. And it's just like you feel like the world slows down to me. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's like you, know, you yeah. drink coffee because you want to have energy, but to me, it's like the world just slows down because you sit down, you have your cup of coffee, you talk with your friends, and it's just. A little bit of me time, you know. No, I, I can relate to that. And I, I would agree with you too. And you've already mentioned this. You've done a good deal of world travel. And you've probably visited the cafes of some of our listeners, even who are baristas or shop owners around the world. We always try to um, expand to as many as possible. So, for example, Australia is just a hot spot for coffee. And everybody like knows oh, yeah. that. It's, it's mm-hmm. insane. We would make a mission to visit as many coffee shops as possible, even if we knew like where the good ones were. You know, we would go have breakfast. It's kind of our thing. Like, uh, I would have breakfast and then go to a coffee shop and then just sit for a bit and then go to the next one. And um, here's the other problem. Because I visited so many, I probably forgot the names of so many coffee yeah. shops but like i can visualize it you know what i mean like so um yeah. i always wish they'd have that function on the instagram where you can look at a map i think they had that a long time ago where you can look at a map and you see all the pins where you took yeah. pictures so australia even like i went to uh, like airport lounges it, it sounds so silly and in a department store they had a proper coffee setup and got really yeah. good coffee yeah. and i was like what is happening i need to move to australia you know <laughs> Um, yeah, I've thought that on multiple occasions for for myself. I I hear that I haven't made it to Australia ooh, yet, but I hope to. definitely recommend it. And then um, Melbourne is kind of the the hot spot. Uh, Sydney's good too, but Melbourne is just it's like a stone throw. Uh, you know, there's like a stone throw away. There's a, a, another coffee shop mm-hmm. and another coffee shop. And um, there was this really cool. I always remember that because you know, to me also, coffee brings people together, right? From like all kinds of different walks of lives from different mm-hmm. places around the world and for me it was really cool we were in um, Saudi Arabia and uh, we found this local coffee shop and we ubered there and it was like we got in like five minutes before prayer time where everything closes up and they were so nice once we started talking to them because we were like we just want to do you know get a coffee really quick and they 
um, stayed open like a tiny bit longer so we can just get the coffee. We talked to him for a bit and it was just a really cool experience because like here's people from completely, you know, different part of the world and we all bond mm-hmm. over coffee and just having a good time you know so it was um yeah. it was really cool and there's there's so many spots um you know in, like all over europe obviously and uh you know even um south africa uh, i had the chance and like i said i can't remember the names but if you say a city i'm pretty sure i know where, where a good coffee spot is um <laughs> and, and it's been cool. really cool to see especially in the u.s that like that little the the, the small town coffee shops just coming out of the woodwork everywhere and people supporting them, you know, even uh, do, during the, the COVID times where you can just, they order the beans from the local coffee shop, you know, and it's freshly mm-hmm. roasted and it's just, it just tastes so much better. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I like how you drew it back to as well, the idea of supporting your local community and coffee. I think right now that's a really important concept because nobody can really go anywhere. So that idea of, hey, find that coffee shop in town that you like and purchase some beans and, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, like definitely, even if it's like, uh, you know, a lot of the local coffee shops, they, they still offer uh, takeaway services, you know. And, and like I said, just if you order a bag or two, um, that's what I've been doing. I, I went on like sprees. I looked up, I was like, oh, where's this coffee shop? And I just like order a little bit from there, you know, so I can have it at home. Yeah. And it's just, um, I try to try to keep the fun going that way but cool. i definitely miss visiting of different different spots it appears to me that your drink of choice is a cortado am i am i off no no am you're I, a, you're, I, you're dead on, <laughs> you're dead on. <laughs> okay i i i saw the photos i you know i've been around this for a while and i was like it's definitely a court it looks like a cortado but you know yeah cortados are a bit of a mess actually in the coffee world because there's a different recipe i feel like almost everywhere you go and and you would probably be a better candidate to observe that since you have gotten them all over the world what do you think makes a great cortado um so it comes all down to the beans right and then the barista i can't tell you how many times i've been to a coffee shop and then the coffee didn't taste it different depending on the barista so um yeah a huge shout out to all the baristas out there because uh you know, people think it doesn't make a difference. It does. It's like oh, yeah. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything matters. And like I have a, my home set up and I realized it the hard way. I was like, oh, that tastes like, you know, not so good. Uh, <laughs> I need to get better at this. So um, yeah. it all comes down to that. And like you said, it's so funny because, you know, it goes from like Cortado to Flat White to Piccolo. Um, they had like different names for different coffee shop. But to me, mm-hmm. what, what I personally prefer is the equal ratio espresso to milk. So it's just yeah. two ounces to two ounces, um, but if it's somehow similar, that's that's fine. Um, but I do like just a straight up shot of espresso as well. I just like it with a little bit of milk because then I can just sit, enjoy, and zip it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I, I had the the, uh, the latte art, uh, the craziest latte art I've ever had was in Japan, and there I actually had a latte, but it came in like almost like a soup bowl. It was so such a wide cup, um, mm-hmm. which is a little bit too much milk for my liking. But man, the art yeah. was so pretty. I couldn't say no. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. On the Cortado front, I actually, uh, my my clutch move is to, is to steam the milk a lot lower. So very low temperature um, because... That equal parts can play kind of rough unless you counter it with the sweetness of the milk. And I find the sweetness is a lot more perceptible when the when the temperature is lower. So you should try that out at home if you're making them. Okay, I'll definitely um, try that. So speaking of your setup at home, how did you go about... It looks like you have an espresso machine. I couldn't tell from the photos, really. 
Uh, it might be a Lama Zoko. I wasn't totally sure. But how, how, what do you have at home and how did you go about choosing that gear? Okay, so um, first I started with like pretty much nothing um, I, because I traveled so much. I just had like a French press uh, and that was it. And then yeah. um, I got hurt about five, uh, six years ago. I hurt my shoulder and I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest in a coffee machine and I got the Breville uh, Barista Express. That was like a game changer because it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I just went from, you know, having nothing or just like a little bit to that. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. And it's a great, I feel like, uh, entry level because it had like the grinder included so I could still get fresh mm-hmm. beans. And then uh, you you are 100% correct. Just recently, uh, I actually was, uh, you know, I got it for Christmas. The uh, La Marsoco Linea Mini, if I pronounce that correctly. Yeah. Uh, I got yeah. that and a, a really nice grinder. And that's when... I was going to say, you know, that's where the hats off to all the baristas out there because a lot of tinkering, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. A lot of yeah. tinkering. And you know, like I'm sitting there with the stopwatch, you know, trying to make it exact that like, you know, this amount of these mm-hmm. many grams gives me this amount of, you know, like this many grams of liquid and all that. And then like yeah. steaming the milk yeah. and you were like, do it on lower temperature. I'm like, oh, I need to get that yeah. done too. So <laughs> you, you are totally in it. I mean, I, I meet people all the time who are like, yeah, I'm the coffee person. And, you know, here and and I can have a conversation and be like, OK, like you've identi- identified yourself as a coffee person. Yes, you love coffee. But what you're talking about is you are like truly like into it deep. Yes. Like I was very excited because they were like, oh, you're going on the, you know, uh, coffee podcast. I'm like, OK, sweet. I just I just hope I know what I'm talking about. And that was another reason <laughs> why, like um, one of my friends was like, you should make YouTube videos of you going to different coffee shops. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I like the Instagram because it's about the coffee shop. Right. And it's just yeah. the pictures. And to me, I'm like, I don't know coffee. Like, I know what I like. I can taste it, but I can't like yeah. do like a tasting and be like, oh, you know, this has notes of whatever, like if you tell me the notes, I'll zip it and I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I can kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, and I can tell you what I like, but I'm not an expert. I was like, I would just want to make it about the coffee shops and then, but yeah, I am deep and I just enjoy um, what it, what it stands for. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big nerd. So, so nerding out about coffee, it's just, <laughs> it's so much fun and it's like yeah. its own universe, you know? I mean, you know that yeah, better than is. anybody else, I feel. Yeah, maybe not better, but yeah, I, I know it for sure. It's, it's an entire world and... I want to talk about one more thing that I saw on your Instagram. Your latte art is, I mean, pretty impressive. I've, it, it, it's hard to teach yourself latte art. It really is without practice. And I noticed over probably the last 20 photos of your latte art, there's been a significant improvement. So did, what happened? Um, what, did something just like trigger in your mind? Do you think it was the new machine? It was the new machine. What, <laughs> ah, um, okay. So, I think what happened is, so um, I also use oat milk uh, primarily because um, oh. I really, uh, I discovered oat milk in and I see like, so here's the thing that comes back. I discovered oat milk on a, a coffee shop in uh, Germany where it was mm. like one of those like, hey, try this uh, milk substitute, oat milk, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, they even give you a discount. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pay a regular price. I just want to try it. Like, you know, like give me one of each and yeah. I want to taste difference. And it, side by side. Yeah. And yeah. it like, it tastes really creamy and I really like I really liked it. So I used oat milk and then just obviously because the, the um, Lamar Soko has a completely different, it's a professional machine, right? So yeah. the steam yeah. is just so different. And 
Um, not that I know what I'm doing because um, I still don't, but I must steam it differently now a little bit um, and mm-hmm. I steam it quicker. So, um, and I use this uh, lower amount of milk. So it's mm-hmm. kind of working, but again, like you said, like if you teach yourself, it's just, it's hit or miss. And I take so many pictures and I only post obviously the ones that I feel, <laughs> feel like <laughs> kind of make it because, yeah, um, yeah. but it definitely, it definitely did make a difference. And um, I do appreciate because people like comment and they give me little tips and, yeah. and I do read that. And I think it's really cool because I mean, you, you know, it's, it's such a tight knit community. And if somebody like wants to learn and get better, like there's so many people out there that have good, helpful tips. And I really appreciate that. And, uh, I, I do try them all. Sometimes I fail horribly, but that's also fun. They just have like a blob of foam in your coffee. Yeah, <laughs> like- yeah, we've all done it. Anybody who's who's learned latte art has thrown some really ugly things into a cup. There's no doubt yep. about it. I mean, there's a extra challenge, honestly, when you do alternative milk. It's a lot harder. Yes, in my opinion. So. I- I'm impressed. Uh, thank you. Re- I'm impressed with what I'm seeing. I realize that. And like that's the other thing of like, oh, I can't wait till, uh, you know, everything opens up so I can just go to a coffee shop and be like, so how do yeah. you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's definitely a, uh, more of a challenge. Well, I, I want to segue. This is the coffee podcast, but maybe some of my listeners aren't familiar with the wrestling world. I, I know I have a little bit of familiarity, but not a ton. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. And we'll start with a thought experiment. So for a moment, picture the time before you really got into coffee. So, you know, back when you didn't understand, like there's a whole world of it, right? Now switch to the topic of, of wrestling. How would you describe being a WWE superstar to listeners who have never seen or experienced professional wrestling? I would say it's like the Starbucks of professional wrestling, or or okay, I'll I'll do you one better. Uh, it's like the Marasoko of okay. of professional wrestling, where it's like the top of the line. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there is like a ton of other things out there. If you if if you dive deeper into it, you know, um, I came up uh, through the independence uh, over in Europe and then here. So there's like probably a local uh, wrestling company in your city, um, but WWE is like the number one global recognized uh you know wrestling company and we have our uh, big show wrestlemania which i'm pretty sure even people who don't really know wrestling they've heard of wrestlemania before um we -hmm. have our our big show wrestlemania april 10th and 11th in uh, in tampa bay this year so that'd be available uh you can watch it on peacock which is the uh, the new network so very cool i guess for me so there's things in coffee you don't really understand until you do it yes until you try it yourself. What are things like that in wrestling? Um, I always tell people that like you have to, which is, <laughs> which is really hard to do now, but I always tell people you have to come to a live show. Like when we do like the live shows that come to your town, like, because if you watch it on TV, it's this big spectacle, right? And you watch it yeah. and it's cool. But if you're, if you're there in the arena, it's like completely different because you are part of it. You know, it's the atmosphere, it's the people around you. Um, it's kind of if you drink, you know, like your coffee at home by yourself in the morning or you drink it with your friends in a coffee shop and it becomes like, it's like a social um experience you know what i mean okay and to yeah, me yeah. like that was the that's always one of the coolest part when you look out and you see like here's the dad with the mom you know and their kids and maybe even you know their grandfather and it's just like it's this whole family that that can come and watch us and it's just like to people who don't know what wrestling is i always say it's like a comic book come to life but you can go and see it oh, live cool what would you consider to be one of the things that people misunderstand about 
being a WWE superstar the most? Um, I think what people misunderstand the most is they think, oh, okay, you just work, you know, once a week and that's on television and that's why you do it. And like, there's a whole <laughs> lot more that goes into it. Um, yeah. We, we used to be um, on the road close to 300 days a week, a week, oh, a year. A week would be quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so like we would be on the road every week because uh, TV would be taped in a different city every every week. Uh, and then there's uh, two to three live events before that. Uh, and then there's tours in different countries, different continents all the time. So, um, you know, it's just like it's a full time job and you have to love it. So I think um, mm-hmm. people don't understand maybe usually how many times I had. Uh, I think the year that I had the most matches was I had like close to 220 matches in one year. What? So um, 220? Yes. That's like uh, that's like two hundred twenty. That's just matches. That's not even like what? days on the road or anything. That's just that is insane. So so it, it's like an insane amount because you you may see you know forty or fifty of my matches on television and the rest would would have been like you know oh man another. so yeah it, it's kind of like that's what people don't see. So it's kind of like a um, that's what shocks people when they when when they find out. Um, yeah, you shocked me. Yeah. Just now. <laughs> so as you see, I have a lot of time to go to different coffee shops. <laughs> we have that yeah. many shows. <laughs> wow, and I'm sure too. You know the the friends that you're traveling with, y'all probably have really deep relationships. You probably, I would imagine, yeah. right? Because you spend all that time so together. Like that was the thing too about like last year. It's um, you know I've spent um, over the last eight years. You know, like you spent three hundred days away from home and you almost spend more times with your with your family on the road as we call it right so like my yeah. friends that i traveled with and go to coffee shops with like those are like really good friends because we have been through ups and downs mm-hmm. and if something happens yeah. in your life like if you're around each other for five days four days a week like you talk about it you know so yeah um, yeah it, that's um you know like your your family and then it's kind of last year that just kind of gets not not ripped apart but it's just on a different level right you talk maybe on the phone more um mm-hmm. and um you can't go to, to coffee shops but i think it's very important to um keep those relationships uh, alive and to keep talking to people and i think that's what um maybe the challenge has been for a lot of people last year mm-hmm. um but hopefully we can all you know get together and have a coffee soon <laughs> yeah yeah i like that perspective this might sound like a strange question. Have you found any similarities between being a WWE superstar and coffee? Uh, like your experience with coffee? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like we, we talked about latte art and coffee and what goes into it. And the similarity is just like practice makes perfect, right? And it's just like the more you do mm-hmm. it, the better you get. And um, it's all in the details. The longer you, you deal with coffee... Uh, the more you start to appreciate the little things, uh, the more you understand, um, you know, oh, there's way more ingredient. Like it's the milk and the coffee and the beans. Okay, that, that makes sense, right? And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, and yeah. the grinder and the machine. And then the, the, <laughs> the temperature of the milk. Yeah. So it just it just keeps going on. And like yeah. uh, as a superstar, it's like first you think like, oh, okay, I, this will be great. And then like you, you start to realize, oh, there's the camera angle and there's the lighting and there's the entrance. And uh, if I come out this way, it's so like a little thing that uh, this is, yeah, this is going to be hopefully fun for the, for the listeners, right? If you stand, when you do like interviews and you stand 10 inches ahead of the, per, like f- closer to the camera than the other person, you look so much bigger on television. 
So like, oh what? So there's just like these little details that you learn that the camera people tell you. They're always like, okay, step step a little bit more forward so you look bigger than the person who's interviewing you, just by standing a little bit closer to the camera. Uh, so it's like, yeah. there's just so many things <laughs> that you that you learn. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that just goes on and just like it, it's kind of there may be an end goal or you think like, oh, once I make it there, like that's my goal but like no it's the journey and i feel like it's the same yeah. with coffee it's the journey that you need to enjoy because you'll never you you never get there kind of it's the it's the mm-hmm. it's the process yeah i really like i really like how you ex- you explain that and you put that and i'm experiencing that connection and i'm able to understand more of where you're coming from because you connected it to you know something straight you know a simple well simple in comparison in my opinion yeah. to uh like uh, latte heart so that's that's really cool yeah. i want to have some fun next um i hope this isn't too corny no <laughs> but, love uh, corny <laughs> okay oh you yeah what am i yeah, talking okay, about exactly right you're the pun guy <laughs> yeah okay so uh ring names are a thing in wrestling yes. yours being cesaro yes. how did you come to that name um so my real name is uh, Claudio Castagnoli, which is, you know, quite mm-hmm. an Italian name, even though I'm from Switzerland. So uh, yeah. so I uh, I sent in a, a bunch of names um, to WWE when I first started because they kind of, you know, helped you pick your ring name. And I used to be Antonio Cesaro. And then that just got cut short to Cesaro, um, kind of got like it. Cher okay. or Prince. Um, but uh, so that, that that's another funny part that... Uh, a lot of my friends still call me Tony, which is short for Antonio, obviously. So yeah, um, yeah. Everybody has also a million nicknames. So <laughs> because <laughs> oh, what are, what are some of yours? Uh, well, so for example, there's, there's still people that call me Tony. There's some people that call me Claudio. There's people call me Cesaro. Um, and then there's uh, you know like uh, trying to think of some other nicknames. Uh, Swiss is another nickname. Um, okay. uh, some of the guys uh, I play. Um, Uno every week we have a, a WWE uh, gaming YouTube channel uh, called Up Up Down Down uh, where we play like Uno every week or we play other stuff which is actually that's been something that we started during the pandemic uh, because mm-hmm. it was like okay what well, can we how can we because we used to cre- uh, just like tape playing video games at the arenas but now we can't redo it anymore so we started playing Uno yeah. over Zoom and uh, people enjoy it a lot because we just go ham yeah. I mean you, you know when you play Uno it gets a little bit competitive um, I'm sure oh, you know yeah. we, in my house it gets yeah, very competitive yes yeah. uh, that was, we also played <laughs> we also played Monopoly if you can imagine how that ended um, uh, and like uh, there uh, they call me Espresso as well so <laughs> just like oh, okay. a lot of nicknames yeah well I I want to do something very unique on this episode. I want to let let's find what your coffee ring name might be. Okay, you said espresso, but that's that's too straightforward. Yes. My coffee nickname. Um, yeah, we might have to ideate a little bit. Um, so, how can we give you a coffee ring name, like something where the coffee world can be like, yeah, that's Cesaro, but like our, our ring, ring name, name for Cesaro is? Huh. Well, I feel like that's a question to. To all your listeners, right? I mean, uh, okay, yeah. so so uh, yeah, maybe maybe on Instagram or Twitter they can just send it to you, and then we all look at we it. We might have to do this. Right? Yeah, I think I think we can't do it on the spot. Yeah, I think and, you have to think about it. Yeah, let's not force that. But, let's let's make this an Instagram. So thing. here's another thing, and again, like diving deep into it, there is um, isn't there something with like Swiss Swiss water roasted beans or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Swiss water decaf. There we go, yeah. Swiss water decaf, right? I was like, oh, see, like, see, this is how deep because I was like, 
we, me and my friend always jokes. We were like, we, you don't drink decaf, right? Like that's the one yeah. thing. He's like, that's the one no-no. And I was like, well, but Swiss water, because you know, I'm from Switzerland. Yeah. That's the yeah. only thing I would try. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually really good. I've had it. There's, there's good decaf, believe it or not. There's specialty decaf out there. Yeah. And Swiss water actually is, is one of those companies that does mm, that. Okay. Uh, really well. Okay. Yeah. I gotta um, try it. Well, cool. I gotta try it. Well, see, I was trying to really get myself uh, a coffee ring name out of this, but I guess I'm gonna have to wait too. Maybe I'll just wait that one out. I'll see if our listeners can provide yes. a coffee oh, I'm, ring I'm name pretty for sure you. Hundred percent. But I've also got to get yes. one. That's like that's a it's now on my bucket list. Yeah, hundred percent. So, my next question in the fun category is when a barista asks you your name. So maybe this is pre-COVID mainly, yes. but when they ask you your name, what do you write? Tony. What do you put on the cup? Tony. <laughs> you put Tony. Yes, I put Tony on it, which is uh, awesome. which is which is fun because uh, so I'm Tony and my friend uh, always does Bob, and it's it's <laughs> it's fun because uh, you know that's not our names at all, but um, yeah. I always feel like if I would say Claudio or something, you know, like it, it, it would probably be another fun thing on the Instagram to just have like how people would spell it, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. Tony. Tony is my is my. Uh, what is yours cool uh my well what's funny is my name for most of my life was ryan and then i i changed it to my grandfather's name which was my middle name jesse in uh college but i used to before i worked in coffee shops i would say like a long name and just see what they put on the cup see but that's brilliant too and it's kind of mean though like now that i've worked in coffee i'm like (laughs) why did i do that to people Oh no! Oh, I hope so I don't true. lose any listeners over that. I've changed. That's so changed. true. Uh, <laughs> but it's that's like when you when you yell at the drive-through because you think you have to yell, and then like you immediately yeah. realize like, oh, they're wearing headphones. I'm just yeah. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so my last fun category question is: You're in a video game, right? Yes. Like somebody has written some code, and they and they put you in a video game. My questions are, do you ever play it and play yourself? Because I just can't imagine what that would be like. It's it's like insane. Like it's so like to me, I started wrestling because I just loved it. You know, as a kid, it was kind of like, yeah. oh, this is fun. This is entertainment and sport and interactive with the people and everything. And then I just kind of worked my way up and became like WWE superstar. And so like to me, the goal was never to be famous or anything like that. Or like, I want to be in a video game one day. And I'm like, and then like I was in a video game. I'm like holy crap this is this is so weird <laughs> and like and then um i actually because yeah. like so before i got to wwe i did like motion capture for wwe games so i had to be like oh, other okay. superstars or whatever and then i did some motion capture as myself for myself and then oh, that was what? even weirder because now when you play it like it exactly moves like me too. So like I was watching oh, that. Oh, that's and I'm like, so crazy. This is so weird. And uh, I actually called myself. So like on uh, somebody sent me like on Twitter, it was like an entrance or something, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Where was that? And it was like in the video game because they became so realistic. You know what I mean? Oh, so like what? Yeah. when you just like glance on it, it was like, it was crazy. But um, to answer your question, every time um, I get the chance to play the game, like because like usually when they come out, they have like a, set up backstage or something and we can all play it i always cool. i always have to play as myself and just like see what i do and how i look and you know like yeah the good stuff yeah. but it's like it's completely surreal like to me i'm like yeah weird and cool but yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's got to feel pretty meta i can't i can't imagine i'm glad i'm glad you answered that for me okay so we've had some fun i want to ask some more serious questions there's there's some intense stuff happening and there has been 
uh, for many years, actually, in coffee, a lot of these conversations are stirring these days. Well, before we jump into the coffee-specific stuff, I first want to ask you something that you said in an interview. You said something to the effect of you try and do everything with a level of professionalism. What do you mean when you said that? I think that that's just my approach to everything. Like I would like to do everything well. So like if I talk about something, I would like to um, at least kind of know what I'm talking about. How does that translate into you know, maybe how you do uh, wrestling or how you do coffee. I would like to treat everything with respect, right? So like professional. Mm. So like to me, like when I wrestling, like I treat it with the respect and I would like to put in the work that it needs, you know, be that um, uh, working out, uh, getting better, doing tape study, all that kind of stuff. And um, I feel like with coffee, it's similar as to, like I said, like I, I didn't want to do this. Like, oh, here's me trying coffee. And I tell you like, oh, this coffee doesn't taste good or whatever. Because, um, you know <laughs> right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like, I went to coffee spots yeah. and like the coffee wasn't, I didn't like it. But then like, who am I to be like, oh, this coffee spot is not good. Don't go. Like, you know, because like people will probably look mm-hmm. at it and then not go there. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I just like, I, see what you're I saying. would like yeah. to share, yeah. like, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert. I don't, I don't have the palate to tell you, you know, what it is, but like, but I can tell you that that this is something fun and you should enjoy it, you know? So like I would, Mm -hmm. that's kind of my approach to it. I see. Yeah. I'm I'm hearing a lot of the theme there of respect. So professionalism has a heavy dose of respect involved, respect for others and also the self-respect of if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it well. When I go to a coffee shop, it's like the, the most important thing is the barista, right? Because... Same machine, same coffee, same everything. Two different baristas, two different coffees. You know, and yeah. and you can tell who who put in the work and uh, who wants to be a better barista. I respect that. You know, like that's a professionalism yeah. that that I I respect. Um, especially if you have ever tried to to make a coffee yourself, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I do, and and I appreciate you associating baristas with professionals because. A lot of baristas experience this concept from consumers that, that what they're doing isn't that hard. So I I appreciate that. I've been a barista. I've, I've lived that life. And, and so I can speak on behalf of baristas. But see, so, so here's, the, here's the thing with that, right? If you make something difficult look easy, that's kind of the definition of a professional, right? So like hmm. if you have a barista that just makes awesome coffee in no time and just pumps it out, like many do, you know, especially during like rush hour. It's mm-hmm. insane, you know, and just like, <laughs> oh, this tastes yeah. great. And it's like made in two seconds and it's awesome and perfect. And it's like, that's true professionalism, you know? And like, like I said, like, I, I respect that. Like anybody that works really hard at what they do and, and to get better at it, like that's the professionalism that I, that we talked about yeah. that, that I enjoy. So the coffee sector was struggling before even COVID happened uh, with things like uh, the coffee price crisis and especially now due to COVID. As a coffee lover with a platform, how might your role play a part in a better coffee future? I just liked highlighting the coffee shops, right? And to me, it was like, because that's part of the fun. Like everybody, you know, like everybody can go to the big chains and it's the same with food, right? You can go to the big chains and eat there. But if you want to experience something special, something uh, that's just made with with love you go to you go to a local spot and then you make that human connection you know what i mean and um to me i just wanted to give that a platform and um yeah that's also like try to bring a little at least a little bit of attention of hey uh 
you know, during this time, we're all in it together. If you don't have the coffee beans at home, just order from your local shop. It will help them tremendously. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, little yeah. bit like that, you know, obviously, you know, with, with um, more coffee shops, there's a bigger demand. There's a bigger, um, you know, like a price drop or uh, the um, competitiveness coming in. Um, but with just everything, I feel like it's kind of you you get what you pay for. So yes, some coffees may be, be a little bit more expensive, but um, if the atmosphere, if the, you know, if, if, if everything um, speaks to you, that may be worth it. And as a lover of the cafe, what words of encouragement or experiences might you have say in your life as, is becoming a WWE superstar? What experiences might you have to speak to those who are persevering through these hard times as baristas or coffee shop owners or roasters, et cetera? Um, it's interesting because I always found that you always go through like the hard times, but when you when you make it through them, like while you're in them, they obviously suck. And and I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's just no bones around it, right? <laughs> there, are, there are some times mm-hmm. who are not fun, but um, when you make it through them, when you look back, I feel like you only look back at the positive things. And I don't know if that's a, a trick that the, the mind plays, but I just like to think back at like even times where I know it was hard and I traveled a lot and I was maybe not happy about everything, but it's like, look back and it was like, oh man, yeah, I did that. And look where I'm at now, you know, and I feel like that goes for um, roasters and baristas, coffee shop owners. Like, yeah, it's, it's very difficult now. And, um, you know, they're all hanging in there and, hoping that it's going to be over soon and you know however but i feel like there's so many coffee shops that try to make it work and they do the takeouts and they do the like special like you know um social distance stuff and they're finding ways to engage with the community to to make it still work i have so much respect for that because um that just shows how much they love what they do you know well, thanks for sharing that. No, that's uh, thanks for dipping into your experiences um, and your past. Um, it looks like you've had hard times. You look back on and you look at the good things that came through those. Yeah, and and you um, know, like if you and, if you just have it's, it's all about to me when you go to the coffee shop, it's about the conversations, right? And um, and I don't know about about you guys, but I'm sure you you had that experience before. You have a bad day or something, right? Or something is not going well, and you're at the coffee shop and you have a coffee and just have a short conversation with somebody, and it just kind of lifts your spirit. You know what I mean? Like whatever yep. that is. And yeah. you're just like, okay, that's why I do it. You know, or somebody goes yeah. like, you know what? I had a bad day, but I came to your coffee shop and now I feel so much better. And like, that gives yeah. you like motivation to keep going. And it's, it's, it's the little things like that, that just make it all worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You actually, you just brought to mind hard times in my past where I'd go to the local uh, specialty coffee shop and I, yeah, that would totally happen. I'd be having kind of a rough day, get myself a really tasty uh, coffee and it's just a little better, right? Yeah. It's just that- That's a good point. You, I feel like a a cup of coffee is kind of like you give somebody a little bit of, uh, be it safety or stability or just something familiar, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of us have, like we talked about earlier, like coffee memories that go back to, oh man- I had that here with a friend or, you know, I used to drink coffee with my mom or, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's that little bit of whatever it is that, that you're selling or preparing. And, um, you know, sometimes it just seems trivial, you know, but to some people that really makes a difference. No, I agree with you. I think there is a level of comfort experience 
for people like us who who have these experiences. Yeah. Because <laughs> some people don't like coffee. Yeah. Come on, start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. So in closing here, I want to hear about what are you working on? There, there's some big event coming up. You already mentioned it, but tell us a little bit more. And how can our listeners join in on the fun? Yeah. Um, so we have our biggest event uh, of the year in WrestleMania coming up. Um, and that's April 10th and 11th. It's the second time. It's been two days in a row so it's saturday sunday april 10 to 11 and um we just moved our wwe network to uh, peacock the peacock network so um uh, you can watch it all on there and um you can watch me i'll be on night one that's saturday april 10th um okay. i don't i don't have any coffee inspired gear or anything but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think i think the listeners can at least cheer you on yes definitely with some, some hopefully a new coffee ring name yes is- yes uh tweet me instagram <laughs> me and uh yeah w- watch me on uh on wrestlemania and uh send me those coffee okay. nicknames um and uh you know i always try to um whenever i can bring a coffee out on tv a half before or like little things like that i always do because <laughs> i think it's funny and i'm like Okay, if there's 10 people out there that appreciate it too, you know, like if you spill coffee all over yourself or something like that, like, yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) Nice, nice, cool. Well, I'll I'll encourage the listeners to to go check it out. Make sure they catch you. Please. um, Seeing you do your thing out there. As a final question, I'll give you the choice. You can you can answer one of these questions. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received or something that has really helped you to carry on? Um in life or or what is the main takeaway from this conversation we just had that you want our listeners to have from the conversation um so advice is always really hard to me because it always changes like i hear so many good like sayings or advice and then i'm like oh man this is brilliant and then i hear something else i'm like oh that's that's brilliant too um (laughs) so uh but i can uh i'll just like so what what i'm taking away from this conversation um and what, what I've been trying to work on is like, just enjoy the little things in life, right? There's so many things that are out of our control. And, you know, I mean, I, I feel like when I, when I went through times where I was unhappy, I focused on the stuff that was out of my control instead of what I could control, you know? Mm. And then, um, so that's what I'm trying to do now. Just focus on the stuff that I can control and be happy. Kind of like the journey, you know, is the main goal. I guess, kind of, you know, and we just need to enjoy that. That's the biggest one, right? <laughs> and and and, yeah. and the hardest one because that's not the one when yeah. that's not the one you want to hear when you're like during a difficult time. You're like, oh, it's nah. a journey. You will enjoy it one day when you look back. You're like, no, no, I want, I want this now. So. I learned a thing or two in this episode about coffee people, and definitely learned a deeper appreciation for professional wrestling by getting to know Cesaro a bit. But remember, this episode is not over until you submit a coffee ring name for him and for me if you want to help my bucket list situation. So go ahead and submit your suggestions via email, Instagram, or Twitter, and I will host voting on Instagram or Twitter. Well, actually, I'll, I'll host it on both. Don't worry about the details. Hit me up with your suggestions. And uh, anyway, that's all for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, and until next time, happy brewing.